Ari Rosenbaum here with another fun-filled episode of that 401k podcast. This week's topic, once again, we're going to talk about why hiring the two top payroll providers um, as a 401k TPA is an absolutely big mistake. And of course, first things first, that 401k conference, uh, we will be in Miami, Lone Depot Park. Uh, that will be on Friday, June 24th. Special guest, Charles Johnson, former Marlon Great, 1997 World Series champion. Uh, for those who uh, don't follow these things, uh, he was also part of the Mike Piazza trade that brought Mike Piazza from the Dodgers to the Marlins for about 10 games before the Mets acquired him in 1998. And um, go to that 41 kcitecom for the information on the event. We'll have some tickets for the Marlins-Mets game that night. Uh, should be a lot of fun and great content and whatnot. And, uh, of course, we will be in Seattle, Washington, on Friday, September 9th. Uh, that will be at T-Mobile Park. You know, these stadiums keep on changing. It will always be safe Gill field to me. Um, I'm going to really... Uh, be ticked off the day when City Field will no longer be City Field. I can see that day coming eventually. But anyway, we will be at T-Mobile Park. We'll book a Mariners great for a meet and greet. Uh, we will have game tickets. I already have them for uh, the game against the Atlanta Braves, who are the World Series champions, even though they're about nine and a half games out, first place with my Mets. Go to that 4 site.com for further information. We'll have a new date for Charlotte, probably in November. And we'll probably plot 2023 when we get the season schedule up and running uh, for the 2023 season. A couple of cities I certainly want to hit, places that I've never been to. Uh, obviously, uh, Cincinnati, uh, maybe Detroit, Milwaukee, then maybe be a heavy Midwest experience. We'll see. Um, certainly want to book something out west, San Diego. Um, but of course, obviously, budget concerns that will always be uh, interesting. Uh, you know, one one tale about booking events is that um, it's always interesting. Stadiums and arenas are all over the place when it comes to cost. Um, I was wanted desperate. I wouldn't say desperately, but I wanted to book an event right 15 minutes away from my house at UBS Arena and uh, talking out of school, of course, which is what I always do. The UBS Arena rental, had I gone with it, would have been the most expensive rental ever for an, uh, an event. They were more money than Dodger Stadium, Wrigley Field. So obviously the economics of that didn't work out. But go to that 4 for further information on all our live events. So I have been in practice since May 2000, in, in my own practice since April 2010, I'm sorry. And one of the hallmarks of the, you know, of the practice, uh, you know, I will always tell a story um, to generate interest in my firm. Uh, I drafted articles that plan providers could use, uh, you know, for their own client recruitment build a lot of goodwill, you give people free content, and when there's an ERISA matter that requires the attention of ERISA attorney, they're going to recommend me because I help them out. It's just the nature, human nature. Um, and that started because years ago, I, I remember um, when I was at that law firm, Myers Swazi, and I was trying to 
get some you know, referrals from advisors and one of the advisors blurted out, well, that's great. You're going to help my client and charge, you know, as much, if not less than the TPA charging for legal services, but what's in it for me? So that gave me the idea for these articles. And over the last 12 years, and you've written hundreds and hundreds of articles, I probably one day could write another book and just take, you know, some of my articles and, and, and you know, draft a book just out of that which I've done partially. That first book had some, some reused, recycled content. But uh, when it comes to the articles, the one, uh, the one topic that gets everybody um, talking about is the articles about not using the top, you know, not using your payroll provider as your TPA. And when I originally wrote those, I, I just was generic about the payroll providers, and and the problem, you know, is again, I I talk out of school. Uh, talking out of school gets you disinvited to events. Um, uh, it gets you labeled, but I'd rather be frank and honest with my audience, um, and and I think that you know is certainly a positive. I I just I'm just very frank and honest. It's always been my case. Uh, the turn in the punch bowl, and uh, I want to say um, the problem was in New York on Long Island. We actually did have a payroll provider who did TP work, and I knew the salesperson, uh, good guy, still at his place. But I'll talk about that later. And what was interesting was um, anytime I was speaking at an event. And I would get invited to speak about, you know, how you shouldn't use your payroll provider as your TPA. And the, the best part of it was he would always step out when I spoke. And I, and I like this guy. Uh, he's actually one of the two people when it came to coming up with the idea of that 4 k conference. He was one of the first um, sponsors that we had. Uh, and that is after... Uh, his TPA and the payroll provider split off into diff two different companies. The TPA sold off the payroll providing business to a competitor. So now he was on Team Ari. But before that, he wasn't on Team Ari. So uh, one time, uh, uh, Empower invited me to a uh, TPA forum, um, which just shows you, uh, you know, back in the day, I used to get invited to these things back before I had my own events. And and whatnot, or I don't know what happened in those days. But anyway, I, I was invited to speak in Colorado about, you know, TPAs and how they can compete with the payroll providers. And, and again, I was about to talk, and the guy walked out. Um, and again, you know, I, I certainly understand that. Um, and, it, and it's always interesting when I would write these articles, you would get... Uh, Less so now, but back in the day, you'd get you know nasty uh, retorts from people who work for these payroll providers. And when I talk about payroll providers, I, I don't mean the guy in Long Island. Uh, I don't know how you know their work was actually very very good. I'm talking about ADP and paychecks, and I would get like I would used to get like you know nasty comments from people who worked at ADP and paychecks. I would get uh, I would get crank calls where they would give me a phone number to talk to somebody at one of the companies. I it was just it was just silly, um, 
that that's changed. I, I really haven't had that years ago, but I want to say nine or ten years ago, I got a threatening letter from one of the payroll providers threatening to sue me over one of the articles. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things that we talk about, and it's my opinion. This is my opinion. Uh, my opinion can change uh, over time. I mean, listen, um, I, I when I first started, uh, I if you ever looked at my writings, I was anti-producing TPAs. Uh, TPAs with owner investment advisory business, I was very much against it. Why? Because I worked for one that hid fees. Obviously, fee disclosure regulations changed all that, so I'm less so anti uh, producing TPA. So I can change my views. It's my opinion based on my experience uh, that would be different from the experience of someone who works for a payroll provider TPA. But this is my experience. Nobody's wrong. Nobody's right. It's just an opinion shaped by experiences. Um, and I, I think that that's, that's really important. And I think that people forget that. Uh, a lot of these articles are opinion articles. Uh, these are my opinions shaped by, uh, you know, the experience of fixing plans that had payroll provider problems. But, uh, you know... Again, these are these articles always got the the biggest uh, approval from uh, folks. The first ever time I ever met J.D. Carlson from Retire Holics, um, he was a sponsor of my Dodger Stadium event, and you know he actually had a copy of one of the first articles and talked about you know how how, how he was impressed by it and whatnot. But when it comes to payroll providers and TPAs. I think we need to bring break down one of the biggest features that these payroll providers use. Um, payroll has little to do with 401k plans. I mean, sure, you know, there's that salary deferral component, and we're interested in the compensation, you know, definition. But outside of that, it doesn't have as much to do with payroll as you think it does. The payroll issues that really plague 401k plans are based on late deferrals, which have nothing to do with payroll, and incorrect payroll data. And uh, I don't think that that you know bad data doesn't change if the fact the payroll provider wears two hats. That's my opinion. And the payroll provider, uh, the salesperson, will always talk about 360 integration, why that is such a huge deal. To have 360 integration between, you know, ADP and paychecks wearing two hats as the payroll provider and TPA. But again, if that was such a big deal, then why does um, payroll, uh, why does paychecks and ADP have 360 integration with, you know, Empower and all these other large providers? It doesn't make any sense if it's such a big deal that you would offer it to the competitor competitors in the TPA space. You know, uh, Coca-Cola isn't sharing its secret recipe for Pepsi, but, you know, ADP and Paychecks offer payroll integration with their competitor TPAs. Why? Because the nature of their business is, you know, payroll is their bread and butter. 401k TPA work is just ancillary. That's important. So, you know, their bread and butter is that. It's the same way with Fidelity. Fidelity's bread and butter is mutual funds. They just see their TPA work as an ancillary form of distributing distributing uh, Fidelity funds. And, 
you know, my opinion about good CPAs, they're about competent plan administration, and 80 million paychecks, I'm sorry, aren't. Um, you know, they will talk, you know, in, in retort to my opinions, they will say that um, they have a lot of clients. Uh, but that's irrelevant. Uh, just because you're popular doesn't mean you're any good. Uh, I will, you know, uh, I buy my kids McDonald's once a week, maybe. I will not eat McDonald's. It's just, McDonald's has probably, when it comes to hamburgers, is the most well-known, has the most um, franchises. But are you telling me because it has the most restaurants that McDonald's burgers are better than In-N-Out and Shake Shack? Of course they're not. And popularity and number of plans doesn't mean that they're any good at what they do. Uh, again, I know quite a, full, uh, quite a few small 401k TPAs that are, are far better than anything that AP and Paychex does. You know, payroll providers are popular. Those plan sponsors don't any know don't know any better. They think they're getting a bargain. They're thinking that you know this great idea of a one stop shop is 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 helpful. But the problem is, is most retirement plans have to abide by the term of code and ERISA. They must undergo complicated testing for participation and contributions to avoid discriminating in favor of highly compensated employees. You have 5,500 requirements to report, 1099 distributions. You have have to have up to play, up to date plan documents, which of course, you know, plans got to be restated by 731, and the plan has to be administered according to the plan's terms. You know, uh, when you're dealing with a participant-directed 401k plan, you got salary deferral deposits that got to go through uh, the trust's uh, electronic transfer uh, to the trust account for the plan. You have daily trades. Uh, assets have to be distributed to plan participant. You know, assets have to be distributed to plan participant accounts. They have to be updated. I mean, it's it's intricate, and there's so many things that could go wrong in the day-to-day -day administration of 401k plans, and I find more so with ADP and payroll, uh, ADP and paychecks uh, handling of 401k plans. Uh, and the problem with so many errors is that the plan sponsor is always on the hook. Uh, and that's why I think it's important for a plan sponsor to hire um, a competent CPA um, and, and forget about using uh, the McDonald's and Burger Kings of uh, 401k TPA work. It's just my two cents. And one of my failings, one of the things I see as the failings of ADP and paychecks is they provide very, very little support. Um, you know, again, uh, salad deferrals, deducting it from payroll, it's just a small part of plan administration. And, you know, uh, payroll is more automated than plan testing. Plan testing isn't automated. Uh, plan discrimination doesn't require, you know, plan discrimination doesn't require computerized payroll reports. It's heavily dependent on data collected from the plan sponsor. So, for example, uh, every year the plan sponsor will get a census request form. And I always call garbage in, garbage out. Uh, if the plan sponsor gives incorrect information, uh, ADP and paychecks will use that incorrect information for their testing and they won't, you know, try to scrub it and see if the data given by the plan sponsor is correct. Years ago, um, 
I, I, I had a, I had a client who was using one of the companies. I forget which one, but they were asked to identify the key employees. And the problem was that the plan sponsor, um, didn't understand what the definition of key employee was. So they identified everybody, you know, who worked there, including the, you know, person making 30 grand. Needless to say, uh, testing came back that the plan was top-heavy. And they said a top-heavy minimum contribution was owed. Um, you know, that's the problem. Um, a good TPA will follow up on some of these, you know, on some of this information to make sure that the plan sponsor is giving something you know, in, uh, correct. Um, key employees a really important part. Um, control group, affiliated service group. These are complicated topics, complicated concepts. And if a plan sponsor doesn't understand that on a census request form, uh, the chances are something is going to be, you know, done correct. And, you know, the problem with, you know, ADP and paychecks, when something goes wrong, they, they play that you know, Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes, which I always love that show. Sergeant Schultz was always known for, you know, I, they see nothing, they hear nothing, and they know nothing. I hear I hear nothing, I, 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 I see nothing, I hear nothing, I know nothing. And they just, you know, say, you know what, oops, um, but look at our contract, we're not responsible for that. Next, you can never talk to one person for uh, the, the help on your plan. There's always like that team approach. So years ago when I had a client with an issue on ADP testing and, you know, they never discussed with them about adding a safe harbor provision. Needless to say, uh, there wasn't one person they could only talk to. Um, you know, only larger plans get a dedicated representative. I always like the idea when it comes to plan sponsors that there's one person that they could talk to. Uh, unless they're a larger plan, uh, these payroll providers tend to give you a team approach. So there's multiple people working on your plan. You can never track someone who actually physically worked on your plan or knows the, the specifics. So uh, I just think it, from a management standpoint, I'd rather work with one person than multiple people. And I think the team approach, in my opinion, leads to a lot of drop balls. And you can't afford any drop balls. I always liked the fact that, you know, you had that – you know, the TPAs I work for, you had that one person who was contacted. You know, some TPAs, uh, one TPA had the administrator do everything, including the testing. Another TPA had the administrator give it off to a compliance department, but at least there was that one person to talk to. Another problem with the uh, ADP and paychecks of the world, they tend to offer vanilla plans and they could cost plan sponsors a lot of money. Um, they tend not to be uh, knowledgeable that much about... Um, you know, plain design issues. Um, you know, again, I, I had clients, I had one client in particular, always remember them because they were uh, in the business of providing uh, kids meal toys for some of the uh, restaurant chains. And they had a problem with uh, testing. And, um, you know, one of the payroll providers I was handling plan never bothered to discuss the safe harbor plan design. Um I once had an employer uh, who was forced by one of the payroll provider TPAs to set up a second 401k plan because they couldn't handle a 401k plan with existing brokerage accounts. So uh, the employer was forced to create a new plan, merge the assets from the old one into the new one, and file two form 5500s for two plans. 
even though um, one, you know, even though the payroll provider said that they weren't responsible for the late um, fifty-five hundred for that first plan. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, they're, you know, for years they didn't handle cross-tested new comp plans. Now they do, but, you know, if you talk to them about defined benefit plans or cash balance plans, you're talking a different language to them that they just don't understand. Um, another qualm that I have is they may offer fund lineups, uh, but, you know, payroll provider TPAs aren't fiduciaries and they don't give investment advice. Too many plan sponsors uh, that utilize the services of ADP and paychecks don't have a financial advisor. Uh, that's dangerous. And uh, I had one client in particular that had, was in that situation. They were very, they were, you know, they had $10 million in assets. Uh, they never bothered to tell the company that they should get a financial advisor. They brought somebody out for a fiduciary review meeting and said, oh, by the way, you don't have a small cap fund. I think you should add one. But by the way, I'm not giving you any advice because I can't. I'm not giving you any investment advice. So, you know, again, these uh, these plan representatives from the payroll provider, uh, they may suggest what mutual funds you should select. They aren't considered to be giving you investment advice, and they will let you know that they're not giving you investment advice, so they're not legally culpable for any mistakes that are made. And, and, and I just think that that gives plan sponsors a false sense of security, and that's something that, you know, I just have issue with. And, um, you know, one of the secrets uh, as to how they get a lot of clients is they have clients who have no financial advisors and they will actually kick referrals to financial advisors with the hopes that the financial advisors will refer plans back looking for TPA services. So they will say to, uh, you know, uh, financial advisor, by the way, this client doesn't have a financial advisor. Can you handle this plan? So it's a lot of kickbacks and referrals, the way I see it, which, you know, it's a good way to grow business, but I don't think that plan sponsors uh, do very well with um, payroll provider TPAs that are very cavalier about the plan sponsors not having a financial advisor. In my opinion, um, the turnover rate for payroll provider TPAs is high. Um, I found that you know the TPA salespeople for these payroll providers are only interested in the sale. They're not interested in the service. Um, I work for TPA salespeople. They were very, very much interested in the service. Rich Larita, the greatest TPA salesperson I knew, uh, he didn't stop with the client once he sold the plan. But with a lot of these payroll provider TPAs, they do. They just hand it off. I got, I got my commission. I got paid. Uh, I, I'm just going to forget about them. And you know. The problem with payroll provider TPAs is they'll talk about how many plans they have and how well they do in surveys. And I think the reason that they do so well in, in, in plan sponsor surveys about their service is because plan sponsors don't know any better. Um, they only know once their plans gets audited or they change to another TPA and they see the catastrophic errors that have just been detected. And again, I don't think popularity necessarily equates with competence. Um, I don't think that, you know, a certain award makes somebody good. Uh, for example, I will always talk about it, talking out of school, as I always do. There's a magazine 
that we have in the New York area, I think other areas have it, where it's, it's like a top lawyer's magazine. And really, it's just it's just the nonsensical article. You know, it's, it reminds me of those books that they used to sell in college, like Who's Who at Stony Brook. You had to pay to get your picture in a book. Um, and a lot of these top lawyer magazines are just, you know, fronted by ads by law firms. So, you know, my law firm used to be uh, the law firm I used to work for. They would put out an ad, and so a certain amount of attorneys could get uh, selected as the top lawyers. And when I was at Geller Group, I worked on a plan for a not-for-profit who uh, unfortunately went bankrupt because Bernie Madoff stole all their money uh, as part of that Ponzi scheme. But before that, they had a risk attorney work for the client, and uh, she was one of the top lawyers. And and I, I'll talk out of school. I I think she was a, she was an, a complete and utter moron. Uh, I had to redraft. Uh, now I use a Relias plan document. I had to redraft it seven times. Because she wanted things that really don't belong in a 401k plan, like compensation recognition. She wanted me to recognize that I should specify that I'm only recognizing compensation for that plan year with some added language. I'm like, this, is a, this isn't a DB plan. I don't look to prior comp um, for purposes of contributions. I might look to prior comp if I use prior testing. Which I don't ordinarily do. I, I I hate prior testing. I understand why people like it because you're tied to that result. But I also don't like to get tied to that result if there's a failure. I like current. Uh, I like to live. I don't like to live in the past. I like to live in current times. But anyway, she was dreadful, uh, and she knew that I thought she was dreadful. And uh, thankfully, I've never run into her again. I don't even know. I forget. I even forget her name, but. Uh, the firm, I don't forget, so I'm going to have to Google that later. But um, just because something's popular, just because somebody's saying something's good, doesn't mean it is good. Um, I've learned that too many times with uh, review, when you read reviews of, uh, you know, uh, of certain places and you just say, my God, are these people that crazy? This place is awful. You know, it, it goes back to, um, you know, I live in Long Island. I've been living on Long, Long, on Long Island for 25 years now. This will be the year where I celebrate 25 years in Long Island, which equals the time that I was living in Brooklyn. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but there used to be... Yeah, I'll, I'll get in trouble for saying this, but anyway, there, 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 the places that were by me, there's a, a whistle-stop bakery that everybody raves about their cheesecakes. And it doesn't hold the candle to Junior's Cheesecake. It doesn't hold the candle to Cheesecake Factory. Uh, there was a restaurant that was in business for 70 years. And they and people would rave about it. It was it served Italian food. And I'm sorry, I'm from Brooklyn. I also lived in Queens for a couple of years. Uh, that was cafeteria food. Uh, we would They would hire that restaurant to cater the Boy Scouts Blue and Gold event. Cub Scouts when they became Boy Scouts, and I mean it was it was cafeteria food. It was it was just awful, and people would rave about it, and people rave about you know these payroll providers, the TPAs. Oh my God, they're doing great work, and you say to yourself, My God, these people don't know what the heck they're talking about. 
And that's, you know, the nature. Uh, plan sponsors don't know a lot. And that's why if they did, um, I don't think ADP and paychecks would be as popular as they are now. And again, um, you know, great marketing, great sales people um, doesn't mean that uh, they're good at plan administration. That's always been my uh, issue with them. And again, it's my opinion. My opinions can change. So I've been writing this for 12 years. If next year I find out that they're very good at plan administration, I'm going to stop writing about that. Just like I stopped writing about how bad producing TPAs were. So I hope you enjoyed this issue, uh, this episode of that 401k podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Go to that 401ksite.com for further information on all our live events. Miami, a couple weeks. Seattle in September. Charlotte, probably in November. And uh, we hope, uh, I hope, that you're back next week for another episode of that 401k podcast. Take care. Bye.